Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MSU Wealth Management Association podcast, a show where two Michigan State students take turns interviewing financial advisors and other professionals in the wealth management industry to figure out if a career in the financial planning space is right for them. I'm Justin Halverson, a senior finance major at Michigan State and the current president of MSU WMA. Our guest today is Jackie Veneer. Jackie is a partner with Plant Moran Financial Advisors. She holds the CFP, Certified Financial Planning Designation, and the CPWA, the Certified Private Wealth Advisor Designation. She is a graduate of the University of Michigan's Ross School of Business, where she has an MBA in, in Finance, and the Eli Broad College of Business from Michigan State University, where she has a Bachelor's in Finance. Jackie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, so right off the bat, um, you know, this is a show just trying to talk to advisors, figure out uh, why uh, why a student should go into wealth management. So um, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Uh, did, did you always want to be a financial advisor? Did you always want to be a, a partner at a financial advising firm? Um, actually, no. Um, so when I first came to Michigan State, um, I had planned it, planned on pursuing medicine. Um, I actually would have been a third generation um, doctor um, and, uh, you know, concluded ultimately about a semester or two in that medicine was not for me. Um, so switched course, um, started focusing on uh, classes within the business school, economics, and ultimately switched my major to, um, to focus on finance, I believe, my junior year, junior year beginning of junior year. Um, and honestly, I planned on going directly to grad school. Um, I have a, a cousin who's a PhD in economics and, you know, was pl planning on at least doing a, a master's in finance and, and really approaching things from more of the academic um, side of things. However, um, you know, when Plant uh, came to school, um, I met with one of the partners who's now a partner in our Chicago office hit it off, um, really started talking through, um, I probably was not as aware as I could have been about what a career in wealth management looked like and how well aligned that was with my interests and my goals. Um, so kind of took a took a leap. It wasn't what I had intended to do. I had already taken the GMAT. I was planning on going directly to grad school, but um, thought I'd take a risk and try something new and um, really have enjoyed um, being at plant for the last 14 years. That's awesome. That's a big, that's a big deviation from medicine to uh, finance. I don't, uh, yeah, it's a big difference. <laughs> huge, huge switch. Um, I married a doctor and I am uh, reminded on a daily basis that that probably would not have been a great fit careerized for me, but it's great for, great for those who, uh, who have that skill set. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, <laughs> The people of the medical brain, I just, it's beyond me personally. So yeah, <laughs> good to hear there's other other people out there who are like that. <laughs> um, so I guess you're using this term wealth management. Um, some people who might listen to the show, they might be incoming freshmen or somebody who's just learning about finance for the first time. So could you maybe explain to us what, what you do at Plant Moran and what it, like what a, what is the role of a financial advisor, um, you know, in the day-to-day -day life of an individual? Yeah. So I think that, you know, often when you think of a uh, financial advisor, um, I think the first thing that comes to mind for most people is really just the, the 
the investing side of things. I think we all kind of have, and this may be a dated um, frame of reference, but we all kind of have that classic broker in our head of, you know, it's somebody who's going to sell me something or, or whatever the case may be. That's not really what financial planning is. Um, and so, you know, as you mentioned, um, I, I hold my CFP and um, for certified financial planners, um, it's really expertise in a number of different areas. So there's the core financial planning, the investment piece of things, but then there's also um, expertise in tax planning, um, insurance, estate planning, solving for you know retirement needs. And so it's a lot more, I would say, uh, broad-based, the types of questions that we're getting into. Um, above and beyond traditional investing, making sure that clients have a plan for really their whole balance sheet and everything's working together so that, you know, not only are we looking to optimize from an investment standpoint, but that we're making sure that they have enough saved, that they have a plan for their spending and retirement, um, that they're appropriately covered from an insurance standpoint, they have a good estate plan in place. All those things are really, really important um, to, I would say, putting together a successful financial plan. That, that makes a lot of sense. I know, like you said, traditionally, people think of that investment side, kind of that stockbroker, somebody who just wants to sell you, you know, what his current lead is. And um, it seems to me, since I've gotten involved in the industry and the program here on campus, that it's so much more than that. So it, it's great to hear that there's so much more potential than just being another stockbroker, for lack of a better term. So, yeah, yeah we were talking about your CFP. So uh, can you maybe Tell me how uh, that has helped you as an advisor. And then this CPWA, personally, I've never run across that before. I'm still very you know, new to all of this. But um, could you tell us about that as well? And what are the differences between the CFP and the CPWA? Absolutely. So um, the CFP is something that um, I sat for when I had been at the firm about three years. That's, that's kind of the typical timing, I would say, for our staff that are not coming from schools that have a financial planning program. Um, when I went through school, there was not really that um, many schools that had financial planning coursework. And so it was something that you had to pursue uh, after achieving your finance degree, typically. Um, so the CFP, I would say, is very geared towards, um, you know, those, those broad competencies that, that I just laid out, the financial planning, taxes, insurance, estate planning, retirement planning. Um, it is going to be concepts that are very applicable um, really across the wealth spectrum. So for example, when you think of ideas like social security planning, um, it impacts us all. Um, all, you know, for the most part, everybody's going to be eligible for social security, but it's going to be a lot more essential for um, uh, those where it's a larger percentage of their net worth for our clients that are high net worth, ultra high net worth. They're still part of the social security um, Social Security is still part of their plan, but it may not be as um, top of mind or, or, or key to their success going forward. So the, I think the CFP does a really good job of giving a broad um, overview of all those different areas and being very applicable for clients regardless of their wealth. The private wealth advisor designation I found incredibly helpful because I do work more with high net worth and ultra high net worth families. And it really gets into planning ideas that are gonna be more appropriate or, or more, um, you're going to see more if you're dealing with clients that have um, larger balance sheets, um, kind of different different sets of problems. 
Um, and so I think the CFP is a good, a good base. And then depending on, you know, the types of clients that you're working with, something like a CPWA um, can be really great at specializing your knowledge further to work with the types of clients that you, um, that you would like to work with. So are there any other, and is there any other um, professions? Like it's, it's a room for another advisor in a client's life. So if you are the, um, you know, the wealth advisor for a certain client, are there any other high level professionals that you um, interact with on a daily basis? So I guess, yeah, is there room for more than one advisor in a high net worth client's life? Yeah, absolutely. I think when we have situations that work really well, um, having someone who is a strong, um, uh, someone who's a CPA, who's, you know, very strong on tax and understands the client's tax situation. A lot of our clients are business owners. And so there's a lot of complexity to get into um, on the on the business side of things and really optimizing and making sure that we're doing everything we can um, to coordinate. So I think having someone who, you know, is very strong um, as a tax advisor is good. That's one of the benefits of being at Plant Moran is that, you know, we have excellent tax professionals in-house and we work very closely um, uh, together when we have mutual clients. Um, the other thing that I think is really important um, for our clients is to have, um, have a great attorney. Um, so for our clients that are um, in a situation maybe where they have a taxable estate or, or they don't, um, but need a very good estate plan, um, having a attorney that knows your family situation, um, that coordinates with us to understand the balance sheet and all the moving pieces um, is really essential. Um, you know, we've run into a few situations where someone's financial situation may have outgrown the attorney relationship that they were in, it's really important, especially for clients with taxable estates, to work with estate planning attorneys who specialize in that, that area. Um, it just makes, makes everything work well down the road. So a lot of what I do is actually coordinating um, between the, uh, the legal teams, the tax teams, making sure we're all on the same page um, so that when we are implementing a strategy or making a recommend recommendation to um, the client, it's kind of been vet vetted from all of those different perspectives. Um, that generally leads to the best outcome. Do you guys do, do you have attorneys in-house that you specifically deal with, or is that something you, you guys like hire out essentially? Yeah, so we do not, um, we have certainly attorneys that work for the firm, but we do not um, do any legal work for our clients. Um, so we think it's really important that um, clients have a relationship with an attorney that's, um, you know, often at, we work with a lot of the, the major firms um, here locally. Um, so that, you know, not work we're doing in-house, but, you know, we think it's great to build those relationships with, um, with attorneys at different firms. And honestly, I have clients that um, as great as our tax team is, I certainly have clients who use outside tax preparers as well. Um, and those are great relationships too. Um, obviously, I like, like referring work to, to my colleagues in the tax team, but I'm just as happy to work with, um, with outside tax professionals, especially if there's a longstanding relationship there. 
that that makes sense. I know we we talk about the importance of independent, objective financial advice at MSU's program, and just how that really it, it needs to be the trend. It is seem to be the trend in the industry, even though traditionally it's not. So it's great to hear that. You know, whatever works for the client, that's really the bottom line. So that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, switching gears here a little bit, we, we've been talking about the traditional side of the industry. Um, you know, it's got there's some stigmas that have been around it in the past, kind of the stockbroker, almost Wolf of Wall Street kind of attitude. Um, and with that, we've kind of seen it's traditionally been a male-dominated profession. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about your experiences as, as a female working in the industry? And do you have any advice for any young women who are considering starting that career path? Yeah, so, um, you know, I would say, and, you know, I think I saw this um, back when I was on campus, that the finance classes did tend to be a little bit um, more skewed, uh, male than female. Um, and then certainly, you know, as I look at my team, um, we do have more male representation than the female representation. It's uh, just a, where we're at today, um, but something that we're always, I think, working towards, um, you know, having better, better representation going forward. Um, one of the interesting things is you look at trends um, in wealth management, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, generally speaking, historically, um, we've seen uh, the men control um, finance decisions, investing decisions. That's becoming less and less the case. Um, as you look at American households, more and more, um, it's either, you know, joint decisions or women are having more and more influence on the financial decisions of a household. And so I think that looking at just objectively above and beyond all the, um, uh, all the benefits that, that you would expect of, of having a, a more diverse workforce, just objectively, more and more of our clients' decision makers are going to be female and having female staff is probably not a bad thing to, to meet that need. Mm. Um, so I think from a, a business standpoint, there's a pretty strong case there. And I think there's a lot of benefits above and beyond that. Um, so it's, you know, it's something I've seen. I think it's, it creates some opportunity um, for me, frankly. Um, I've seen it where we've had prospective clients come in and they've, they've voiced that they prefer to work with a, a female team. And, um, you know, we're happy to accommodate that. So um, opportunity creator, and I think that, as we, as I mentioned, as we look five, ten years down the road, um, that's where our customer base potentially is moving, and so we need to to be smart and um, meet that need. So, any yeah. tips for younger people? Um, what classes should they be taking? What should they be thinking about? Like, how how should they go about figuring out if a career as an advisor is, uh, you know, right for them? Yeah. So, I think as I look at where. Um, my contemporaries have been successful, where we've seen new staff be very successful. Um, I think if you're looking at a career um, in advisory services, and this is, you know, this professional services, um, there's really two things that um, that are keys to success. One, as I think anybody would expect, there's the technical competence, um, really being able to look at complex situations, make solid recommendations, um, do great long-term planning. All of that's wonderful. But what we what I've seen is what really sets people apart is are they able to communicate that what in a concise way? We are, you know, absolute experts in the area of finance, but often our clients aren't. They've 
you know, achieved great success in maybe a completely unrelated field. And so all of our technical analysis is wonderful, but if we can't convey what we're doing and why, and why it's potentially important to, to make some changes, um, none of that great technical work that we did is going to actually result um, in any change. And so communication, um, being able to distill technical ideas into, um, you know, into a story or into a recommendation that, you know, is accessible and understandable for um, for someone who isn't a financial expert is really important. So it's, it's got to be somebody who likes the, likes the client facing side, likes dealing with people, but also does have the interest in the technical ability. It sounds like you almost have to have the balance of both sides, something like that. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jackie, thank you so much. Um, I guess I'd open the floor if there's anything else you wanted to say to any, you know, any students, any, anybody considering the career. I know that was our kind of our last question, but just last, I'll open the floor to you if there's anything else uh, you'd like to say. Yeah, I think, um, you know, right now, and I think you had targeted this when we were talking about kind of that sophomore, junior, as you're evaluating maybe where you want to take your professional career. Um, I would say now's the time to really, you know, have your eyes open and be talking to people who are in fields that you're strongly considering um, about what the job looks like. I think that, you know, I mentioned at the beginning, this wasn't um, really on my radar um, until, you know, into my senior year. Um, so now's the time to, to be looking at, you know, what are the different opportunities within business? What are the different opportunities within finance um, and evaluating what really aligns with, you know, your interests, what really aligns with what you're looking to do post-college. Um, and it's okay to, you know, it's okay to change your mind. Um, now's the time to, to really, you know, have open eyes and, and see what, see what all is out there. Awesome, Jackie, thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate you joining us today. Happy to join. Um, hope everyone finds this helpful. Um, I would say, you know, always, always available for questions. All right, thanks again. Thanks, Justin. If you are a current Michigan State student looking to get involved in the Wealth Management Association, please visit msuwma.com and fill out our membership form. If you are a non-MSU student looking to get involved in our organization, please email msuwma at gmail.com.